Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. That being said, we're going to get right into the Word of God. You ready for that? You ready to study the Word of God? Yes or no? All right, let's do it. Get out your uh, sermon notes. We are continuing the series uh, called Simplify, and um, I've had a lot of people uh, just talk to me about being challenged in this area and how much they've needed to hear this, and um, I, I was thinking about something that I'm going to share with you right off the bat, that it's, it's found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and this is going to be familiar to, to quite a few of you, but it, it's verse 16 and 17, it says, all scripture, all scripture, so you could say it this way, the scripture that we're going to study today, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful. It's useful to you. So everything that you read in Scripture is useful to you and to me to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what's right. It teaches us to do what's right. So God uses it, verse 17, God uses it to, to prepare and equip his people for every good work. Like God uses his word to instruct us. And every single time we open up the Bible, no matter what we're reading, it's, it's something that we need to embrace, that we need to, to actually uh, not only learn from, but apply in our life. And today there's this portion of scripture that we're going to get to in just a little bit. And um, I want to tell you that, that it, is, it, it is useful to helping you understand how to live life the right way, but also to help you see how you may be living right life the wrong way. And, and the wrong way to live life is actually to have this very cluttered life where you're really, really busy but never getting anything done. That, that, uh, that's just a terrible way to live life, and it's an exhausting way to live life. And I'm going to teach you today how to live life better, how to actually simplify your life. And we're going we're gonna, to uh, speak about it today, and then next Sunday morning, a week from today, We'll conclude this series. Uh, next Sunday morning, we're going to be talking about uh, simplifying relationships, specifically uh, conflict in relationship, how to simplify your life if you're in conflict with somebody else or um, uh, really how to have just healthy relationships, not just at home, not just with your spouse, not just with your children, but also with your extended family members, with your coworkers, with your neighbors. We're going to talk about just simplifying relationships in our life. And by the way, that's in the Bible too. And uh, you're, you're going to be encouraged by it, and then, and then we have a standalone message, and then we're right into Christmas, everybody. Can you believe it's already uh, almost here, almost here? So I, I want to talk to you, number one, just write this down, a reminder that my schedule, my schedule needs to reflect my priorities, that your schedule, your everyday schedule needs to reflect your priorities. That's what we've been talking about, that you build your life around what's important, what's most important. What's most important is our relationship with God, and then, in this order, our relationship with our spouse, our children, our extended family, the relationships that we have within the church, within, within the New Song family, and then the relationship that we have with others. So those are the priorities in your life, and you need to schedule your, your, um, your daily task, your daily work, your week, your month. You need to schedule how you live life according to your priorities. 
And here's what, what hit me this past week as I was thinking about this moment, how a lot of people are, are, are living life. I, I was reminded many years ago now, uh, I, I took a stress test. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but uh, I had to go into the doctor, doctor's office and take a stress test. And uh, the, the stress test was you, you get on a treadmill and then you just start, you know, you start walking really fast. And over the course of time, you, you think, well, this is fine. I'm doing just fine. You know, no, no big deal. And several minutes went on, and I'm, hey, doing great. Doctor's like, hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. And all of a sudden, the incline starts rising. And then it starts rising more. And then it starts rising more. All of a sudden, I'm at this angle, and I'm, I'm getting more tired and more tired and more tired. And I'm breathing really, really hard. And finally, I get to this point. If you've ever done this, stress, this type of stress test, you know what I'm talking about. You get to this point where I told the doctor, because this is multiple minutes into this, I mean, quite a while into this, I said, I said, doctor, my legs are like jelly. If you don't, if you don't stop this thing, I'm going to fall. He's like, you know, you can keep doing it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can or not. And, and, and it just, he just keep, kept working me, you know, like where my heart rate was really, really high. Finally, I said, I said, doc, you don't understand. I'm about to fall if you don't, if you don't stop this thing. Well, at that point, he finally, he finally uh, stopped it. And what I realized is a lot of people start out this life you start out your day, you start out your week, you start out your month, and everything might be fine. Maybe you start parenting, and the pace might be fine, and you're just it's just level ground. And over the course of your life, you find that it's just getting steeper and steeper and steeper, and it's just a gradual incline where all of a sudden you get so tired that you feel you just can't do it anymore. Like, I just can't go any longer. I have got to get off this ride because it is so bad. And what I'm saying is busyness often oftentimes overtakes you so gradually that you don't know that you're becoming more busy and more busy and more busy. And finally, you realize, I'm about to fall in life. I'm just about to fall. I'm about to get off this thing, and I don't want to do this anymore. And somebody needs to stop all of this busyness. And you start getting mad at others. And you start, like I was doing to the doctor, hey, you need to stop this thing. You know, like, can I tell you, a lot of times you start getting so frustrated with other people because some of the busyness is based upon what other people are doing or what they're not doing, and you start getting mad and tension starts rising, and it's just this gradual incline, and over the course of time, you realize this is not the way I want to live life, and we're going to talk about that today. A lot of the things I'm going to speak to you today is um, from one of my mentors, uh, Larry, Larry Stockstill. That, that taught me a lot about this subject matter. And in fact, with some of these lessons, Pastor Josh was sitting right there uh, too. And, and just so good of stuff that you need to listen to this. This is a lot of wisdom. Remember, all, all of the Bible is true. All of the Bible needs to be embraced and it's all profitable for us. So let it be, write this down, that my schedule, my schedule has to be built around my priorities, but it also needs to include the proper Pace is what he calls it, the proper pace, the proper pace. So what we've done is we've actually traded busyness for effectiveness. Have you ever noted that and noticed that? Maybe in your life that you're really, really busy, but it just seems like you're not getting anything done. And we've traded effectiveness for busyness. Uh, Larry Stockstill says this, that everyone needs drive. Everyone needs drive. It's not, it's not only the will to succeed, but the product of knowing the why behind the desire for success. So you need to have drive. Laziness, but can I, the Bible says that laziness is not from God. 
uh, laziness is not something that you should embrace in your life. It's just not from God. I, I know that most people are not necessarily lazy people, but they have their priorities out of order oftentimes. So you need to set a proper pace in your life, a proper pace in your life. You need to have drive built on your priorities. It has to be built on your priorities, but it's this will to succeed. It's this will to succeed. But you need to know what areas to be succeeding in and the areas, the other areas that just don't matter. In fact, the, the difference with that is some people say, hey, I'm really driven. I'm really driven. Well, driven is a different concept. To be driven, being driven is a term for being obsessed with achievements or being obsessed with accomplishments. And it's, it occurs when people forget the why and only focus on the what. Like, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. And maybe that thing that you want to get done isn't helping anybody. You're just doing the what, and you're staying really busy. You're really driven, but you forgot the why. You forgot the why. And a lot of people overemphasize things in their life that they start doing, they want to do, they want to accomplish, that doesn't benefit them at all, doesn't benefit their family, doesn't benefit their employer, doesn't really benefit anybody, and they've just traded busyness for effectiveness. I should say trade of effectiveness for busyness. That, that, that you're just going and going and going and you're not hitting the right pace. And what I think about, that, that what I think about uh, concerning this is the tortoise and the hare. Remember that Aesop's fables? That was part of Aesop's fables, the tortoise and the hare. In fact, uh, the, the, a, lot of, a, a lot of cartoons especially have been, have been made about the tortoise and the hare and some of them called... Uh, the 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 hair um, uh, Max because he's like Max Speed. Some of them, uh, some of the cartoons called him Flash. The the tortoise uh, was, one time was called Toby the tortoise on one of the most famous cartoons. Another one though, the tortoise was called Eddie, and it, and it reminds us of that phrase, just steady Eddie. Have you ever heard that? Just steady Eddie, just just always just just going. Got the pace, got the routine, not getting out of breath, not exhausted. You just discovered your pace, and in in the the, 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 the moral of the story is, of course, that if you just keep this steady pace, you're going to accomplish more than somebody who's really, really busy but not really effective. That if you just keep that steady pace, just keep moving forward, just keep moving forward and do it in wisdom and get your priorities in order, that that's how you win at life. So, so you need the proper pace. You also need, though, the proper rest. And, and I want to emphasize this again. I said it last week, but I'm going to point to it again, that the principle of the Sabbath should be embraced. You've got to embrace it because remember, we're at our best when we're at rest. So, so we need the proper pace and we need the proper rest. You need to build rest into your schedule. You have to because you'll do better when you're at rest then if you never take a break and are continually exhausted, that is not your best life. And it's not your best life not only for you, but it's not your best life for your family either. They don't want to see you like that. They, it's not fun being around you when you're exhausted and tired and worn out and stressed out. It's no fun being around mom and dad when they're like that, right? And you know that to be true. Like something inside of you is like, I, I know, I know. I, boy, my kids deserve better. Okay, well, listen up, listen up, listen up. Because we're going to look at the scripture. Remember, all scripture is God-breathed, and it's profitable. It's profitable towards us, including this, uh, this portion of scripture in Exodus that has been quoted quite a bit when it comes to schedules, when it comes to priorities. It's Exodus 18, 
starting in verse 13. And this is about Moses and his father-in-law, whose name is Jethro. Jethro is Moses' father-in-law. So here we pick up reading Exodus 18, verse 13. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him, all the people stood around him from morning until evening. When his father-in-law saw that Moses, what Moses was doing for all the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Now, let's just stop right there because some of you have had this conversation with your spouse. I don't understand. Why can't you just sit down and relax? I don't understand. Why can't you just take a break? I don't understand. Why are you so stressed out? What's the big deal? Everything's fine. You need to calm down. Some of you know you've had this conversation with family members. Maybe you've been the one to say it. Maybe you're the one that's been hearing it. But let's, let's read on. Verse 15, Moses answered him. And maybe many spouses or parents in the room would say the thing, because the people come to me. Because everybody wants something from me. Welcome to the life of being a senior pastor. Because everybody wants something from me. And I've learned in my life, I love serving people. I'm not complaining. I love serving people. I love, love, love what the Lord has called me to do in my life. I absolutely love it. But I've learned I have to have the proper pace and I have to have proper rest. I have to. I have to. Because then, if I don't, the very people that I'm called to love are going to be the most annoying to me. Like your children. Right? How many know what I'm talking about? Like the very people that you're called to love, your spouse, the very people you're called to love the most become the most annoying because it's, they always want something from you. It's just, it just seemingly is never enough. You never do enough. You never give enough. And it's always one more thing. Well, mom, we used to tell our kids this all the time. They would just drive us crazy. And you've been there too. Mom, 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 dad, 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 dad. And on the inside, you're thinking, shut up, shut up. Am I the only one? Okay, has anybody else had that thought? Okay, good, good, good. We're all in this together. Moses answered him, because the people come to me. They're not coming to you, Jethro. They're coming to me. They're not coming to you, honey. They're coming to me. All scriptures, God breathed and profitable for us. So let's pay attention to this. Because the people come to me to seek God's will, and whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Like, hey, I'm doing my best here. That's what he's saying. I'm doing my best. And Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, replied, hey, Moses, I know you're doing your best, but what you're doing is not good. Moms and dads especially, listen to me. Listen to me. If you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off, what you are doing, it's not good. It's not the way you're supposed to live life. And Jethro is calling him out. He said, you and these people who come to you will only well wear yourselves out. Like, it's only going to be bad. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get 
It's not going to be good. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. So he's saying, hey, I've, I've got a formula for you, Moses, and I want you to listen. I've got a formula for you, and I want you to listen. And this is what I would tell you guys today. Hey, hey, hey everybody, there's a formula in the word of God. And I've got a formula for you, and you need to listen. You need to listen. Verse 20, teach them his decrees, Jethro said. Teach them. Go ahead. It's good. Teach them his decrees, his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. Like, hey, you need to instruct people. You really do. I'm not, he, what he's saying is, I'm not saying you have a bad heart. I'm just saying there's a better way to do it. He said, you're, you're doing fine. But, now, he, he's going to explain something here, but this is what we can say in today's vernacular. But, Moses, buddy, you need to simplify. You've got to simplify. You've got to start handing some things off here. Watch what he says. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy, who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. And have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you, meaning you don't have to do this by yourself. They'll share this load with you. If you do this, and God so commands, like you can go ahead and ask God about it, but you're going to see that I'm right. You will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home, and they'll be satisfied. They'll go home, and they'll be satisfied. Everybody write this down, number one. Everybody wins when I develop a proper pace. Everybody wins when I live my best life. Everybody wins. Not only will you win, but your spouse wins, your children, they win, your grandchildren win. Everybody wins when you learn to live life at the proper pace. When you start sharing the load, when you start delegating some things, handing some things off that other people can do. My wife and I, we learned this a long time ago, and there's, there's different types of, of families out there. Everybody has their different parenting styles. They, they have their, their um, just differences on how they live life. We, we get that. Everybody's different. And in our world, can I, can I tell you something I, I think is missing? I'm just giving you one example. Can I tell you one thing that I think is missing in the life of most children today? I'm going to tell you anyway. That Have you ever noticed in today's culture how, how the parents live to consistently serve the children, take them from here to there and everywhere, and it's all about, well, you need this, and you need this, and you need this, and you need this, and... At home, they don't have any responsibility or very little responsibility. And, and, and can I tell you something? I think chores are still good for children. I think they're still good. 
Like, I think it's okay. In fact, we do this in our house. We still do this to this day, that, that we have routines in our house, and our children know their routine. And it starts every day by making their bed. Every day, the children just make their bed. Because it's not just about the bed, everybody. It's about, it's about teaching our children discipline, to live a disciplined life. To, to say, hey, listen, you need to live your best life. We don't want you to be a slob. We want you to be disciplined. You need to develop your own routine every single day. In fact, every single week, there are things that our children do that helps us. So every day they have certain chores. Dishes is obviously one of those. Making the bed is one. Any other, other little things that they have to do, we just tell them, hey, get this done. Take out the trash. Put the trash bins by the, the, the road. There's just some things that they do every day. And then there's some things that they do every week. Every Saturday, they know that they're going to have to vacuum the house. They're going to have to do some dusting. They're going to have to do some things around the house. Sometimes we have them clean out the, the garage or sweep out the, the garage, what, whatever it is. I, I, can I tell you something? Your children need to be a part of the family, of the family, and that includes working. It includes working. You've got to learn to delegate. And instead of your children creating the routine, the, the pace, you need to create the pace, not them. Last time I looked, you're the parent, not them, right? This is really good stuff for a lot of parents. I'm just, in fact, I'm not getting on to you. I'm trying to release you. I'm trying to release you to live a better life. So everyone wins when you develop the proper pace. Now, number two, write this down. That the proper pace, I've already referred to it, always includes routine. It always includes routine, what I mean by that, routine is this, is this pace that provides a lifestyle of just being healthy and sustainable. It's a, it's a healthy, sustainable pace. That's what routine is. That's what routine is. So every week in the Chambers household, we have, we have our routines. Every Monday, we know what that looks like. Every Tuesday, we know what it looks like. Every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday, we just have a routine in our house. Our kids know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. It's just our routine. Our staff knows it. It's just our routine. It's just how we live life. So, so let me break this down to you in, in some application form. So, so our routine is, let's just start on Sundays. Obviously, Sundays are a big day for us. We get here really early. We stay. We're one of the last ones to leave. Obviously, when I go home, everybody, I crash. I don't care if the Packers are playing or they, these days or not, especially this year. I don't care. And, uh, and I've been sick of Aaron Rodgers for several years now, probably three or four years. So I, I, if I miss a Packers game, I don't care as much these days. And I, I just go home on a Sunday afternoon. We always, it's routine every Sunday. It's church. We go out to eat together as a family, sometimes with other families in the church, sometimes not. We go out to eat together. I go home and I just crash. It's just routine. And then Sunday nights, my routine is we're, we're going to uh, uh, just rest on Sunday evenings. That could be doing a variety of things. Sometimes, like at this time of year, we might watch a Christmas movie or something like that. But we're going to be together as a family. Um, we're, we're just going to rest. And all, already, I'm starting to think about next week's sermon. I'm already starting to read. I'm already starting to prepare for that. I'm already, I'm already um, analyzing how I did on, the, on, on Sunday morning. I want to do better at what I do. I want to communicate better. So I look at that and I look ahead. Monday, I study at home in the mornings. I come in the afternoon. Uh, and then, of course, Tuesdays, Wednesday, Thursdays, those are very typical days. They're, uh, it's just work days for us. 
obviously in the evenings, they're always scheduled with what we have to do. We have chores. We have things that we have to do every single evening. Friday is date day. Friday's date day is just my day with my wife. Saturday is kind of a family day. We just spend that together as a family. Fridays and Saturdays are our days off. That, that goes for all of the staff. We always take Fridays and Saturdays off because, because our staff is at best when they're at rest. And I want them to be rested for Sunday morning because that's our biggest day. And then on Sunday, we just do it again. And it's amazing that I always say, wow, I can't believe Sunday's already here. And we just stick to the routine. It's just a pace. It's just a pace. It's a pace. I know how, I know how many hours I can put in and still be at my best. And so if I have a pace one week where if routine changes unexpectedly, which happens all the time, there are weddings, there are funerals, there are hospital visits, there's surprises in my week. If I know that I have multiple meetings and they're going to be in the evenings of those weeks, I'll make up for that. I, I, I will change my schedule to accommodate those meetings. I, I, I make sure the pace stays the same. So I'll come in in the morning, for instance, and then I'll take two or three hours off in the afternoon. I'll rest because I know I'm going to be at the church until 8 or 9 o'clock that night. I, I just, everybody, I just, I just have a pace and I just keep it at a pace. And that's how I'm still in ministry after all these years. And a lot of pastors leave ministry because they don't understand how to, how to establish a routine in their life. They don't know how to do it. Well, I've just learned, I just need a routine. And you need a routine. You need a routine. You need to know what every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what every day, you need to know what's going to be happening on those days. You need to plan ahead. And then if something changes, we'll talk about that in a second. So, so part of a proper pace is having a routine, and a routine, routine is a healthy, sustainable pace. Number three, that the proper pace always, always includes margin. It always includes margin. Pastor Larry is huge about teaching about this, that you need to have margin in your life. It, it, margin provides flexibility during unexpected changes, and you need to have margin in every area of your life. Not, not only do you need margin in your schedule, but you need margin in your finances. You need to have margin in your finances. You need to have, my, my dad always called it a buffer. You need to have a buffer in your finances. You need to have money set aside because of, of the unexpected. How many know that the unexpected always takes place? It always does. Can I tell you something? You'll never escape the unexpected. And so you need margin. You need margin in every area of your life. You certainly need margin in your schedule. So here's, here's how we live our lives. If you know anything about me, I absolutely hate being late. In fact, if I show up right on time, in my world, that's late. In my world, that's late. And so, so I create margin in my day. If I have to be somewhere at 4.30, and a lot of people say, oh, I've got to be there at 4.30. It's a half an hour drive. I'm going to leave at 4. Not me. I'm going to leave at 3.45. Why? Because by the time I actually get in my truck and take off, it might be 3.55 because I'm creating margin. I'm creating margin. It, it, here's another thing about me. I, I never schedule, as, as, and I learned this several years ago, to the very best of my ability, I never schedule uh, appointments or meetings back to back. So I always leave margin in between. So if I have an opening from one to two, I'll schedule that. And you would think, okay, my next opening is, is two o'clock to three. No, 
It'll be 2.30 to 3.30. I'm going to build a half an hour of margin in there. Why? Because uh, people group number A may stay a little bit longer. Or people group number B, your letter B, might come a little bit earlier. And, 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 and I still have a physical body that's going to need some coffee. Or the other side of that. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like I'm going to need some breaks in my day. So I build in margin in my day. I build in margin in my routine. I just build in margin. Why? Because the unexpected always happens. And if you live your life thinking the unexpected is not going to take place, you're going to stress yourself out. And there's a better way to live life. You have to create margin. Am I helping you out, everybody? You have to create margin. Now, I, I want to say a, a few things about this. When, in, when creating margin, and I mean that in every, in every area of your life, When you create margin, you're, you're giving yourself some wiggle room in there, and you're giving others some wiggle room as well. You, you're, when you're creating margin, all of a sudden you're living at a pace that's sustainable. It's just a pace that's sustainable. Because if you're like me, if you have things that go just from back to back to back to back over and over and over again, by the time I get home, I'm just exhausted. Why? Because I never had a chance to exhale. And what I've seen people, now listen to your pastor just for a second here. What I've seen people do over and over and over again is they're living such a fast-paced life that they never have a chance to excel. And if you don't have time to do that, you're not living a life of wisdom. There's a better way to live life. And Jethro says, what you're doing is not good. Moses, you're going to wear yourself out. And when you do that, you won't be good to anybody. If you, if you remain at the pace that you're at right now, you won't be good for anybody. So if you want to go the distance... You've got to set the pace, and you've got to delegate some things. Well, pastor, what do I know? What, what, how do I know what to delegate? It's all based upon priorities, all based upon priorities. So every, every Monday morning, I get up, I'm spending time with God. Actually, that's every day. I just get up, I spend some time with God. When, when I come to the church, the first thing that we do here at the church is we spend some time with God. So Mondays, spend time with God. I'm going to start prepping for my sermon the following Sunday. I'm, get, I'm, going, to, I'm going to work ahead. I don't, I don't wait until the last minute. We go to print on these sermon notes on Thursday mornings. And that gives me from Sunday afternoon all the way to Thursday morning to, to work on that sermon. And I'm just working on it. From I'm just thinking about it all the time. I'm, I'm putting thoughts together. I'm, I'm praying about it. I'm listening to other people. I'm reading other materials. I'm just working on it. Monday, I have my lunch date with my wife. If we talk about schedule, what, what are we, what's the whole week look like? What did yesterday look like? What did Sunday look like? What does the rest of the week look like? We get our schedules together. We set the routine for that week because every, there's no week that, if everybody says, well, what do you do every week? But there's no typical week for us because I never know what a day holds. And you have to understand that. I, I don't know what a day holds. Just over the weekend, we had somebody who went into the hospital. They just took a, a, a fall, 
a hard fall. They, they uh, have a concussion, a brain bleed, a, a fractured wrist. Um, uh, there, there's some heart issues going on there too. That Unexpected things always happen, right? Unexpected things always happen. And so we just build our life ready for those things, but we still have a routine in place. So every Monday I'm having lunch with my wife. I, after that, we, I come into the office, go home. We, we get the kids starting on homework. We have dinner. We have family time. I'm, I'm obviously, you know, reading. I'm, I'm still, my mind is still on the sermon. At some point, somewhere around 8, 30, 9 o'clock, I, I try to shut that off and, and just say, okay, now, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, now my time just to relax before I go to bed. I want to, de- I want to, I want to exhale before I go to, to bed. And it's just every day. I, I can tell you every single day what my life is going to look like every single day. Can you do that? And if you say, no, I, I can't really do that, you need to. You need to. You need to develop a routine. You need a proper pace. You need the proper rest. You need a routine. And you need to build into that routine margin. You have to build in a margin. And if you do that, you'll live your best life. I promise you that. You receive the word of the Lord today, yes or no? As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.